This is Love Marriage Again with Dr. Siobhan, the place where wives are empowered to embrace their marriage and feel completely in love with their husbands again. If you are a wife looking to create a happier marriage by transforming yourself, you've come to the right place. Here you will be inspired to fully accept your husband, be in control of your own happiness, and create a marriage that truly lights you up inside. Now, let's get to the work of loving your marriage again. Well, hello there. It is Dr. Siobhan. I am delighted to say hello to you today in this new podcast episode. I hope that you are doing well. I'm doing super. It is the most gorgeous weather here. And I'm just soaking it all up. I've been working outside. I have been listening to music and journaling and just really, really taking it all in. The bugs, it's a different story, but I can deal with the bugs when there is beautiful sunshine. So I'm also doing fantastic because I'm losing weight. Losing weight, y'all. It depends on how long you have been following me and reading my emails. I know I've talked about it in my emails about my journey with my body. Two kids, 40 pounds up. And I spent a considerable amount of time last year in 2020 really loving my body exactly how it was. A lot of times when we go to lose weight, we do it from a place of, I hate how I look, I hate this, and then we want to lose weight as fast as possible. But I have given myself copious amounts of time. And at the beginning of this year, I really started educating myself on food and nutrition and really wanted my goal to be to eat in ways that felt good in my body, right? I wasn't really focused on what's healthy, what's unhealthy. I was really focused on what felt good in my body. And then in, what month is it now? May, in April, (laughs) the beginning of April, I joined a boot camp that my friend Jennifer Dent Brown runs and I lost 10 pounds. In 30 days, 10 pounds in 30 days. And since completing that initial 30 day, I've continued to lose the weight. And here's what I want to share with you. This has been the easiest weight loss process that I've ever encountered. Why is that? So here's the realization I had was that I was eating a lot of times when I wasn't hungry. Now, I'm very familiar with the idea of overeating. And when I thought about overeating, that to me was like when you stuff yourself and like you want to unbutton your pants and your gut is just like you have a food baby, right? And I never identified myself as someone that overate. I was like, I don't overeat. Like I never stuff myself. But what I realized was that my overeating came in a different form 
where I was the type of person to eat when I woke up, then I would have breakfast, then I would have another snack, then lunch, then another snack, then dinner, maybe something before I went to bed. And as I went about my day, I noticed how much I was eating to avoid being hungry later, right? So with me, I have back-to-back calls sometimes with clients. And so I would eat even when I wasn't hungry, just because I was like, oh, well, I don't want to get hungry. So let me eat now. And let me take care of this now, even though I'm not hungry. Why do I tell you all of that, right? (laughs) So the reason I bring that up to you is because what happened for me is I had a deep level of self-awareness. I was able to see my pattern, understand my thinking, and then by default of just having that awareness change my behavior. And so now when I approach eating, it really is from a place of, am I hungry? Am I truly, genuinely hungry? Do I need to eat now or can I eat later? And I will tell you that the amount of food that I eat is probably been cut in third, (laughs) if not cut 75% decrease in how much I was eating before. And the weight is just cooperating and coming off. And so this story is relevant to what I want to talk with you about today because self-awareness is the sort of power and the secret sauce to being able to create massive change in your life. A lot of times what happens though is when we want something to be different, and let me bring this into marriage, when we want something to be different in our marriage, when we want to show up differently in our marriage, when we want to be less frustrated or less aggravated with our husband, we go to the action, right? We try to willpower our way to doing things differently, to thinking differently, to treating him differently. And that's hard. Willpower takes a lot of energy. And what I find is that a lot of people come to me like, I'm exhausted. I'm exhausted from trying so many things that don't work. And When you start first with deep self-awareness, then making the changes is an automatic, easy byproduct. I've had no deprivation. And I will say that because when I thought about losing weight before, it was from like, oh my gosh, I'm going to have to deprive myself. I'm going to have to like stop eating all the things I want to eat. And I was trying to willpower my way to doing that. But now that I have this deeper, higher level of self-awareness, I don't think about being deprived at all. Not at all. And that is the difference maker. So today my intention is singular. I have one intention, and that is to sell you on the power of self-awareness. And when I talk about self-awareness as it relates to marriage, I'm talking about you understanding what's going on with you. You going inside of your head, your brain, your thoughts, your feelings, 
in really understanding what's happening. The second piece of self-awareness is understanding and being able to be an observer of yourself as you take action and as you respond and react to things. So self-awareness there is noticing what you're doing and then the impact of what you're doing on your husband, on your relationship, on the dynamics between the two of you. And what I know to be true is that many of us operate without much self-awareness. We don't pause. We don't look within. We're always reacting and responding to what's being thrown at us, what our husband is doing, what our husband is saying, how our husbands are being. And so self-awareness is one of those things that requires you to just press that pause button. It's like, hold on a second. I see that I'm being triggered by all of these things. I see that I'm being short-tempered and aggravated and impatient and annoyed and disgruntled and just like upset with all the things. Instead of looking at all the things as the problem, self-awareness is pressing that pause button and asking the question, okay, what's going on? What's going on with me that I'm responding this way, feeling this way, thinking this way, acting this way? Okay. So there are four super amazing things that self-awareness offers you that will help you improve your marriage. Really, that will help you transform your marriage. Because when I think about how I've seen this operate, not only in my own marriage, but now in my weight loss journey, it is literally like magic. It's magic. So in marriage, where self-awareness has so much power, the first thing I want to offer you is when you practice self-awareness, it keeps you out of blame, right? It keeps you out of pointing the finger at your husband and puts you into seeing the role that you play, right? So let's just take common things that my clients are frustrated about. How much your husband helps around the house (laughs) or with the kids, right? So what typically will happen is something needs to get done. You need help in some way and he's not there to anticipate your needs and offer the help that you need. When you're not self-aware, what will happen is you will blame him. Why isn't he doing this? Why is he so selfish? Why is he not paying attention to all the things that need to be done. Why is he doing it the wrong way, right? But when you are self-aware, you look inside and you may see how I haven't asked him for what I need. I haven't made a request for what he could be doing specifically. I haven't even created the room for him to do it, right? So let's just say the kids need something. And you know it and you're thinking he's, he knows it, but he's not acting on it. So you just do it yourself, right? You're not creating the space for him to do it, even if he wanted to do it, or you're not asking him to do it, or you're judging and criticizing the way he does do it 
which then diminishes his desire to do it. So he just stops doing it because in his brain, he can't do it right anyway. So why even bother? Which then leaves you overwhelmed and even more aggravated and frustrated, right? So self-awareness will have you say like, oh, I see how I'm contributing to this issue. I see how the way I'm approaching it is not necessarily producing the result that I want and it's not making things better. So let me understand that. Let me see myself in this situation and identify what I could be doing differently to create a different result in this experience. That's what self-awareness will offer you, right? That's one. The second amazing and wonderful thing, I feel like one of those um, <laughs> like salespeople that we see on TV, like this is incredible. You have to have it. You have to have self-awareness. This is the second reason why it's so amazing, okay? Self-awareness helps you separate facts from the story your beautiful brain wants to create. What do I mean by this? So let's just say your husband works a lot. <laughs> this is my reality. My, hus- my husband works a great number of hours per week, right? Many of my clients have the same experience. They want their husbands home more. So what happens when you are self-aware is you're able to look at the facts because even as I say that he works a lot, a lot is relative, right? And some people might think a lot is someone who works, you know, 14 hours a day, seven days a week or 18 hours a day, seven days a week. Another person might think working a lot is working nine hours a day, five days a week. It's all relative. And when you're self-aware, you can realize that the way you are understanding a circumstance or a situation is based on the filter that you have that's based on your experiences and the thoughts and opinions you have, right? So working a lot, nine to five, five days a week versus 12 hours a day, six days a week, some people will feel differently about that. And whenever I'm working with my clients and they're struggling with issues like these, the first thing I do is like, well, what are the facts? What are you actually even assessing here? And when you're able to sort of objectively look at the facts, which are not your opinions, not your interpretation, not what you make it mean, then things are so much easier to solve for. I want to give you an even better example. I may have mentioned this on the podcast, but it was just such an enlightening and amazing moment that I had with one of my clients. So. She would find herself very frustrated at dinner because her husband really liked the kids to be seated and to use good manners and to use napkins and utensils and all of those things. And he would sort of get on them about that. And she didn't like it. 
she didn't think it was necessary. She didn't have the same opinions about it that he had. And so she would describe it as like, I can't stand eating dinner with them, right? Like, this is so frustrating to me. And her brain, as all of our brains do, wanted to make this so dramatic, make it like such a big problem that was consuming so much of her life and time, right? So that's the story part of it. Like dinner is so difficult. It's so challenging, right? But when we really looked at the facts, first of all, in the grand scheme of your day, dinner is probably 30 minutes to an hour max, right? So we have 24 hours. We're talking about 124th of your day. And even within that, the time that he's actually nudging the kids to behave and to use their manners is probably about, I want to say when we talked about it, it was somewhere between like three to five minutes. So I asked her, I was like, okay, three to five minutes. Do you think it's okay? Do you think you could bear being uncomfortable and frustrated for three to five minutes? And she was like, yeah. That's no big deal at all. But our brains like to make very minor things really big deals because our brains don't search for the facts. Our brains search for the drama and the story. But again, when you can tap into self-awareness and separate those facts from the story, then you see like the things you might be upset about aren't big deals at all. They're not. They're just not big deals at all. So it's important to just notice that. Like, are you finding yourself really frustrated and upset about things that if you just looked at the facts, not your interpretation, not what you're making it mean, that it would be a much easier situation to navigate and deal with? Okay. Number three, why self-awareness is so amazing. It gives you new avenues for solving problems. I love this. I'm a problem solver. I don't really like to talk about things without also talking about solutions and what to do differently. I guess that's why I'm probably drawn to coaching so much. So when you are not in self-awareness, what happens is you think there's only one way to solve a problem, right? So if we go back to husband working a lot, right? When this was a problem for me and my own marriage, the only solution was for him to stop, (laughs) for him to stop working so much, for him to come home earlier, for him to help out more with all the things that I needed. Like that was the answer to the problem. But as I worked on this issue and as I coached myself and received coaching and really recognize that it was no longer something I wanted to struggle with. It was just something that I wanted to be a non-issue and that I had complete and total control over my experience with it. Then I began to open my brain for other ways to solve the problem, right? So if what I really needed was help, (laughs) there's a lot of other ways to get help. There's hiring a babysitter. There's getting meal delivery services, right? And I began to tap into those solutions, literally. 
and just decided like, oh, I can just get a babysitter. Like he doesn't have to be the one to fix this for me. I'm a brilliant woman with a smart brain and resources to pay someone to come in and help, right? And so no matter where you are, right, like there is a way to solve your problem that may not be the way you've been trying to solve it. And self-awareness is the vehicle that will help you get to other options for dealing with some of these things, okay? Number four, why self-awareness is so amazing. (laughs) I wonder how many times I've said the word amazing in this episode. I'm having a good day, y'all. It's just, it's, it's beautiful. It's just good, good times. Okay, so number four, self-awareness helps you understand yourself more. This is so important because what I find a lot with us as women is when we're single and living our life without husbands and without children, we're, we have no one else to be thinking about other than ourselves. And so we know ourselves pretty well. But then we layer on, right, partnering with someone else who has different ideas. And then we sort of began to like adopt some of those ideas as we commingle and integrate ourselves into each other's lives, which in many instances can be a beautiful, amazing, wonderful thing. There are also times when like you might adopt something out of trying to please your husband as opposed to it being really true for you. Right. So another case in point from the pages of the Parat home. Right. My husband likes things very neat and tidy, very neat and tidy. I don't like a mess, but I'm not as diligent to put things back where they belong all the time. And so I remember there was a point earlier in our marriage where I would like stress myself over trying to be as neat and tidy as I thought he would want me to be. And it just wasn't me. And then I was like resentful and annoyed that he wanted things so neat and tidy and I couldn't meet the mark and I was feeling inadequate and like judging myself about it. And then I just decided, no, who am I? What do I know about myself? Right? And it's like, I might not be the most tidy person, but I'm super creative and I am an amazing cook. So can that be enough? Right? And so self-awareness helped me get there because I stopped basing my idea of who I needed to be on what he was expecting. I have another client who is working on intimacy in her marriage, right? And so much of our work has been not looking at what her husband expects in that area, but what she thinks about herself in that area. What's comfortable for her? Where can she start? What's true for her, right? And she's had a lot of things happen in her life that make physical intimacy something that's not always the easiest thing. And so what I want to offer you is when you're self-aware, you can stop putting pressure on yourself to show up the way your husband needs you to. And you can put more pressure on understanding yourself and deciding for you what is the best version of you that you want to offer to your marriage. 
that is a beautiful thing to be able to just be confident that like, I'm doing a good job. This is true for me. This is important to me. This is what I value. Because when you're able to be deeply connected to yourself and accept yourself and love yourself and have your own back, you are then more available to create connection with your husband, right? So what happens when you're self-aware is you lift the wall and the layers that hide the true you, right? Think of it like an onion, right? Like, well, you put this layer on because you have to show up this way and you have to be this person and they need you to act like this and they need you to say it like that, right? We cover ourselves with so many layers and then we try to like connect with our husband not being our true self, right? So, When you remove those layers, when you really go into like a deeper investigation of like, well, who am I? And like, what matters to me? And who do I want to be? And how do I want to show up in this relationship? Then you remove all those layers and you're just there open and vulnerable and authentic, which is the only place that true deep connection can be created. And self-awareness is the starting point to getting you there, right? So to recap, because I gave you a lot of stories and a lot of examples, I want to ground you in why self-awareness is so amazing. It keeps you out of blame and instead helps you see the role you play. This in and of itself will reduce your arguments, will reduce tension and distance and conflict in your marriage like immediately. Immediately, when you stop blaming and start looking at the role you play, your marriage improves so much, so quickly. Number two, self-awareness is amazing because it helps you separate fact, what is true, from the story and the perspective and the opinion and the drama that your own brain wants to add to it, right? So when you look at something, when you look at a situation, you can just ask yourself, what am I making this mean? And is that really true, right? A lot of women, especially when it comes to the issue, again, of a husband working a lot, they will make that mean that they're not a priority, that work is more important to him. That's not necessarily true. You don't know that. You can't prove it because usually what's going on is your husband is so, you know, focused on providing for the family, making sure the family has everything that they need because that's how his brain is wired that you are a priority and that work is the vehicle that he allows himself to give his all so he can make sure the family has what it needs, right? We could coach on that for sure if you're still like spinning around with that one. The third reason self-awareness is so important, it gives you new avenues for solving problems. This is so helpful. I want you to imagine that you you've been operating with like, one way to solve a big issue for you and that in one coaching session with some new self-awareness, you now have 10 different options. Just feel the expansiveness of that, of not being boxed in and so frustrated by feeling you're trying to like push a five-ton rock up a hill. It's like, no, put the rock down. Go pick up a pebble and do it this way instead, okay? And then number four is it helps you understand yourself more removing all those layers, revealing your authentic self, what's true for you, what matters to you, 
which then enables you to connect more deeply to your husband and be seen and known and understood by him. Okay. So I love self-awareness. Self-awareness is at the end of the day, the basis of what coaching is about. And I want to invite you to do this work. I want to invite you to really commit to not living your life on autopilot, responding to the situations and the circumstances that are thrown at you. But I want to invite you to go inside, go inside yourself and know yourself better, love yourself better so that you can show up better and have an amazing experience in your marriage, no matter what is happening. This is possible for you. This is something you can absolutely create. And I am the coach to help you do that. So the way that we get started working together is you go directly to my website, drshavon.com. You click the work with me button. You schedule a complimentary call. We will talk for a full hour about what is going on, what you want to be different. And I will show you specifically to your unique situation, how self-awareness and applying this principle and operating in your life differently is the pathway to getting there. I am excited to speak with you. So make sure you go to drshavon.com to schedule your call. And I'll be back with you next week for another episode. Bye for now. Now, if you loved this episode, you will want to download a free resource I created called 13 Beliefs to Hold On to When Marriage Gets Tough. Download it at bit.ly forward slash 13 Marriage Beliefs. That's B-I-T dot L-Y forward slash 13 Marriage Beliefs. And of course, I will be back with you next week. Until then, commit to loving your marriage again.